Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church, advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Oh 
It's Michael Martin, your fellow congregant, lay leader, and good friend. Today's scripture is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, verses 6 through 12. It's about fasting. Here, the, through the prophet Isaiah, God admonishes his people to take care while fasting, to not merely go through the motions to make themselves feel good. Is this not the fast I have chosen? To lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul. Then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought, and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build up the old waste places, you shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. The word of the Lord. and I'm a grateful member of Epworth United Methodist Church. 
Our text today is from Isaiah 58, 6 through 12. I was inspired to use this text while watching the inaugural prayer service. Uh, this multicultural event was remarkable because of the, the diversity of the religious uh, participants, Protestants, Catholics, Sikhs, Muslims, Jews, and other celebrants. So one of my favorite movies is Dirty Dancing. And there's a famous line in there spoken by Patrick Swayze, which is, nobody puts baby in a corner. And nobody, no one was placed in the corner in this event. It was a loving circle, a representation of the beloved community. Many aspects of mainline spirituality were represented, yet Christianity did not dominate as the only American religion. And the English language did not dominate as the only American language. Two of our own led prayers during this wonderful service which addressed our hope for future. Bishop Yvette Flunders, the pastor of the City of Refuge, UCC, in Oakland, offered the following prayers. Here are prayers for all who do the tedious, dirty, and dangerous work which is necessary to sustain our lives. Bless those who work the fields and grant that all who depend upon their service may remember them with a thankful heart. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours. Then Reverend Dr. Jeffrey Kwan offered the following prayer. We pray for an end to the injustices of racism and the hatred in our nation that destroys lives and betrays our humanity. Help us build a just society where all people are recognized and treated as sacred. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours. Amen, 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 I said to myself after hearing these prayers for those whose lives are closely linked to ours. And I, I was particularly moved because I know there's so many people who do the work to bring us what we need to provide for us so that we can survive during this pandemic. Yet they, for the most part, are the poor or the working poor who cannot afford not to work and expose themselves and have higher rates of COVID-19. Uh, just a quick story is that my son is the manager at Alameda Natural Market. And there are so many people who work to get that can of beans on the shelf for us. The people who order, the folks who come in at midnight to set up, the folks who clean, the folks who invite us in. All of time thinking about how they can be safe and how we can be safe. So bless the lives of those who are closely linked to us. And to me, it's very personal. I was also lifted up by the embracing of diverse beliefs, systems of worship, and how all were honored. And what do I mean when I think, say that all were honored? I could see it. There was a clear effort to manifest and recognize the inclusion of the many, cisgender, male, female, gender fluid, trans, Muslim, Sikh, Jew, gay, lesbian, African-American, Mexican-American, Native American, European-American, South and Southeast Asian, young, middle-aged and old, urban and rural, Latinx from Puerto Rico and other countries. At this event, there was an actual demonstration of the belief 
which is I believe in that, right? You believe in something and then you make it manifest. And they were able to make it manifest in very explicit, explicit, not reifying or holding up one group over another, but embracing all. Next in the uh, uh, providing the homily for uh, this event was the uh, Reverend Dr. Barber, Barber, who is the co-chair of and co-founder of the New People Poor People's Campaign. I liked how his interpretation of the words spoken by Isaiah to the people of Jerusalem. This is what God wants you to know. This is the kind of fast day I'm after. To break the chains of injustice, get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is share your food with the hungry, invite the homeless and the poor into your homes, put clothes on the shivering and the ill-clad. Then, if you can get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, Quit gossiping about other people's sins. If you are generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. You will be, you, you'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew. You will rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything. Restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate. Make the community livable again. Ashe, how do we make the community livable again? How do we move from belief to action? In this scripture, God is calling us to do a new thing. During Lent, we challenge ourselves to abstain from something, some action, some intake over the course of 40 days. We change something. We give up something. How about if we gave up apathy around class and poverty issues and joined in a, in a social justice action for 40 days? What if we added a more profound commitment to those who, whose lives are closely linked to ours? So under the guidance of Reverend Dr. Theo Harris and the Reverend Dr. Barber, the New People's Campaign has taken up the call of the original Poor People's Campaign envisioned by the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. In 1966, he visited Marks, Mississippi, which was the most, the, I'm sorry, the poorest city and the poorest county and the poorest state in the U.S. It is stated that he wept because he saw hundreds of children without shoes. He had mothers coming to him saying, I can't send my child to my children to school because we have no clothes and no money. And folks coming to him and saying, we have no blankets to cover ourselves at night and for not for all of us. And so he doubled down on his commitment to a poor people's campaign and a march in Washington to fight the sin of poverty. He identified three sins. One it was racism, the other one was poverty, and the other one was militarism. And he scheduled it so that the march would people would get in cars and trucks and any kind of vehicle and come from where they were to DC. But the march officially started in Marks, Marks, Mississippi 
the poorest city in the poorest county in the poorest state in the U.S. He was not able to participate in the march because he was assassinated before the opportunity to do so. But in the interim between 1966 and 1968, which was the date of the march, he reached out to coal miners in Appalachia, uh, black sharecroppers, uh, Filipino and Mexican uh, farm workers. He reached out to Puerto Rico. He reached out to welfare mothers. He reached out to those who were, who were beleaguered by the sins and the evil of poverty. So 50 years later, the new Poor People's Campaign has taken up the banner and the challenge of addressing poverty. Some of their policies requests are related to COVID-19 relief, quality health care for all, a $15 minimum wage, and guaranteed housing. There's also a focus on a, developing a federal jobs program, such as which we saw in the Great Depression, protecting voting rights and civil rights, uh, immigration reforms, Native American rights, and fair, trade, fair tax structures. This organization, the organization is growing and it's marching uh, and is asking for folks to participate. They've met with the Biden administration prior to uh, the, uh, the, the vote and are hoping to move their agenda forward. Think of it, health and housing as a, as a human right, a guaranteed income, protection to be able to vote and to be in a union, some of us may think, well, you know, no, that isn't my interest or struggle. I'm interested in immigrant rights, or I'm interested in Black Lives Matter, or I'm interested in LGBTQ rights or trans rights. Audrey Lorde, who self-identified as a black, lesbian, mother, warrior, poet, said that there is no single issue oppression. There is systemic oppression and that we need to work together to address and to fight systemic oppression. And under systemic oppression, what we see is the continuation and the support of racism, classism, nativism, religious bigotry, homophobia, sexism, and other discriminatory and troubling practices. In a recent publication in The Atlantic, Reverend Dr. Barber writes that those states that attack voting rights by using partisan gerrymandering, discriminatory voter identification uh, requirements, or rollback of early voting and same-day registration are also home to the lowest uh, salaries, the severest poverty, the greatest hostility towards immigrants and the LGBTQ population, and the deepest cuts in educational funding. So it's bundled, it's connected. Politicians who try to suppress voting rights use their power to hurt the poor and the working class, white, brown, and black, immigrant, and LGBTQ populations. I'd like to suggest an Epworth presentation in the New People's Campaign or an Epworth presentation from the Alameda County Community County Food Bank on Bridges Out of Poverty so that we better understand the struggles and the needs of over 140 million low-income individuals, the, the struggling poor, whose ranks have increased certainly since the pandemic.
can we shift as a congregation to deconstructing poverty and fighting the systems of oppression that perpetuate it, recognizing that the populations that we hold dear are usually uh, also affected by uh, systems of oppression and poverty. In conclusion, I want to say that the song, I Believe in the Sun, is crucial to understanding oppression and hopelessness. I believe in the sun. I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. And I believe in love even when there's no one there. And I believe in God even when God is silent. But God is not silent. He speaks through us. He's asking us, the beloved community, to act. It's hard sometimes to see the sun, to feel it, to imagine it. When all is dark, when there seems to be nowhere to run and to hide, nowhere to feel safe, warm, and secure, when the knee of oppression is on your neck. I have to believe in something that can break the yoke and unchain those tethered by poverty and racism. I believe in light. I believe in love. I believe in action and courage. I believe in God. I believe in Epworth and our ability to continue to make a difference in the world. And to work with and for those whose lives are closely linked with ours. Amen. And thank you.
the line it is drawn, the curse it is cast. The slow one now will later be fast, and the present now will later be past. The order is rapidly fading, and the first one now will later be last. For the times, they are changing. You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed the Lord has promised
But now I see